this week, we are re- doing another director's special. Uh, we are reviewing two Abbas Mastan movies. We watch Bazigar and Chori Chori Chuke Chuke. And also today, we do have some more guests with us. Today, we have Rishi. How's it going? And uh, Priyanka and Shireen are back. Hello. Hello. I was thinking that we talk about Bazigar first. Let's hear everyone's first thoughts first. Like, did you guys like this movie? And then are, are you also keeping in mind that this movie is 30 years old? 30 years? That's... Oh, wow. Three? I thought it was 93. That's not 30 years old. That's not 30. I was born in 94 and I'm... Wait, it is 30. That is 30. We're just all like coming and coming to terms with like our age right now. It's fine. Thanks, Michelle. We just tried to gaslight you that you have the math wrong. (laughs) So sorry about that. I was like, how off was I? (laughs) (laughs) We were so... I was like, there's no way. Oh, man. Sorry about that. That's a great way to start this episode. So, I mean, first I was just like, obviously the movie might have not aged well, but then I remembered that fact that it's 30 years old. And for me personally, I was like, okay, it's not that bad. I don't know. Do you guys like it? I think that was a mixed bag because there were moments in the movie where I was just like really impressed, but there were also a lot of moments where I was just like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. I think this movie could have been a lot better than it was. Yeah. You know... I was actually excited to watch this movie because Priyanka had initially like gave me the rundown of the plot line. And I was like, okay, it's cool. Kind of like a psycho killer on the loose type mm-hmm. of thing. But, you know, when the main plot line, like the scene where Ajay threw over, uh, what's her name? Seema? Yeah. I was just so confused because I had the impression that he was trying to like get revenge, you know, whatever happened to his father. But I was—I don't know. I kind of felt like killing the daughter was kind of unnecessary. Like, because he ended up like taking over the office and all that. Like, he could have done all that by just being his alter ego. He didn't really have to kill the daughter. But I think I- that was intended because he also lost family members. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he wanted him to go through the kind of pain that he went through. I mean, I personally didn't like it even as a kid, and I don't like it even now. But I think if the story on paper, I would think that, oh my gosh, like this is a hit. But with the dialogues, the dialogue delivery and the overall acting, it almost made it very hard to overlook all the plot holes. And so for me overall, I think if it wasn't such loud acting, I probably would have even enjoyed the dialogues. Like, I even wrote some of them down because I was like, this is some Dasu dialogues, but just said in really weird ways. Yeah, share share some of them. So, Please share with us. The first one that I went crazy to the scene where her inspector friend, I think Karan, comes to, you know, Kazal's place and mm-hmm. is like revisiting like, hey, I think somebody probably killed Seema because somebody called you at your engagement party, whatever, whatever, right? And then Shah Khan comes also very weird mood that he was in, you know? And he tells Kajol, Tumare suke zakam hare kar diye or something. Or like lal kar diye. Hare green. Um, but I'm like, what? What are you why are you so extra? Or like there's times instead of using the word blood, 
They mm. use the word lahu. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, bro. This is how they, you know. It was so yeah. extra. Yeah. Like, everything was very over the top. You know, like, kajol is usually not a miss for me. But this was definitely a miss. Like, yeah. He this was, was so over the top. W- w- weren't movies like that back then in general? Well, I mean, DDLJ came out like two years later. And it did not have this kind of over the top acting. It also just depends on the director. Yeah, yeah. but I was thinking, like, you know, the loud acting, I was just like, okay, maybe it was normal for back then. But the movies I was thinking about in that era, they weren't like that. Even in the 80s, which is not so far away, I guess, from that time, the dialogues were also so, like, heavy, or that's how the dialogues were constructed back then. But the acting did not, it wasn't so loud. Everything was just extra. I really didn't like this movie. I watched this with my parents and they're, they're like, <laughs> I think it's just like, like, because this is Shah Khan's like early stage in his career. Like he wasn't a good actor. I think he was in some movies, but not in others. Like with Shah Rukh, it just really depends on like what the movie is and who the director is. Like, yeah, either he's just going to be acting terribly or he's going to be acting well. Yeah, that's true. There's one scene that stands out to me in this movie. Obviously, like when he throws Shilpa Shetty off the roof, everyone's just around her body, right? And then Sharkhan just casually just walks past everything. Like no one else in that entire crowd notices him just like walking past and just mailing a letter. It's because he was wearing a coat. Oh, right. He was wearing a coat with the glasses. Invisibility cloak. And also, like, the makeup done uh, for Gajol was so bad. They did do them dirty. Like, if I look at them in other movies, they're way more beautiful. But in this movie, specifically, something was wrong. Did you guys notice how much they were trying to sexualize Shilpa Shetty? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, there was, like, this recurring character. It was, like, an old dude. There was, like, that pool scene where she was, like, getting out of the pool and then, like, someone slapped the old man and his teeth came out. I guess that was, like, his wife that slapped him or something. I was just so creepy. I was just uncomfortable, like, during that. My favorite was the Tarky Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> oh, God. Do you guys realize, like, how many times that Charlie Chaplin dude was, like, in different movies? Just the same same character? Yeah. Yeah. Dang, yeah. I also realized all the actors that were, like, you know, the side actors, Abbas Mustan has casted them so many times. Like, we saw some of them... Again, in Chori Chori Chupke Chupke, that yeah. same, like, you know, Knocker squad was the same squad in Bacha. You know how, like, YRF now, like, signs actors and they're, just, I mean, they're usually the main actors. They're like, okay, this is a six-film contract or something. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Abbas Mustan did that for, like, Johnny Lever and, like, all of these side characters. I think the filmmaking back then was more homey than that. And it's all like the same crew. Like Johnny Lieber is a very trustworthy actor. You know, he's going to give a good performance. So why try something new? True. I think even Rajshri production probably did the same thing. Like Monish Bale was like in everything and Salman Khan. Probably just like picture of Anriya, Ajo. Yeah, it's like (laughs) you guys watch Luck by Chance, right? You know how like Rishi Kapoor's character in that movie is just like, Oh, like Zafar Khan ke bina picture them in yeah. It's like the same thing probably for a lot of these directors, at least back in the day. This was actually my second time watching it. So I haven't seen it since the first time. So pretty much like watching it from scratch with a few memories here and there. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. I did look up some facts though about the production. 
So apparently, Akshay Kumar was supposed to play Shah Rukh Khan's character. Oh. And then Arbaaz Khan apparently got the role next, but then he declined it. And then Salman Khan and Anil Kapoor also turned it down because it was like a villainous villain role. And then Shah Rukh Khan eventually was like, I'm going to do it. And then Sri Devi was supposed to play the female role and it was supposed to be twins. Oh. But, That's pretty interesting. I kind of wish they went with that, the whole twins idea. That, that would have been cool. Are you guys kidding me? I think that would have been so outdated. Really? But for that time? I don't know. I think it would have been cool to see like Shah Rukh go after two twins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, you mean like Shah Rukh Khan was... Okay, never mind. So sh- okay, so the daughters were twins. The yes, daughter Sri Devi yeah, has yeah. to play the double role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine Sri Devi like opening her eyes with the two contacts? That oh, was- <laughs> she's I, got I, bigger I, eyes than Shahrukh. Yeah, I mean, I think that happened like with Dar as well, right? Where a lot of people rejected mm-hmm. the movie, and then Shahrukh took yeah. it on. Like, I think this is definitely around the time where Shahrukh was in like still in his kind of struggling phase, totally like just starting out. Dar actually came out the same year. For the time, Dar and Bazigar were like hits, right? Yeah. So that's like two bangers in one year. No wonder he made it big so quickly. But I think it was after these two movies that I think he didn't want to go for a movie like DDLJ because it was a total change. Yeah, so it's just like he really put himself in this box. And then I think after that, then he put himself in another box. Another one, yeah. Yeah, Aditya Chopra like, was the one that convinced him, hey, like you should diversify your profile. And like he was the one to convince him. So I thought that was interesting how he was kind of like his mentor in a way. And then that kind of led him to, you know, be who he is today. Yeah. I thought this role was pretty interesting for Shah Rukh. I mean, I don't think he did great. I don't think it aged well in that sense. But like, how many movies do you do we watch and we're actually following the story of like the antagonist of the whole movie, right? I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. I don't know, like a lot of movies that you're watching at that time, like the typical hero is just the best person ever. You could do everything. But this guy was clearly not a good guy. I don't know if they made that clear at the end, because <laughs> I feel like they kind of try to justify his actions. But I thought that was probably the best part of it. I mean, yeah, the movie is just not aged well, but story-wise, it's pretty interesting because I think it's it's way more interesting to watch a movie about a great character than any other Raj role. Totally. Yeah. And I think it was like surprising and it had some twists and turns. Like obviously now because we've like, because I was watching it with Geisha, so I was kind of like trying to see it from his perspective, watching it for the first time. And I think like he didn't anticipate what would happen. So when he threw Shilpa Shetty off the building, he was just like, wait, what? So I yeah, think dude. it does yeah. have that like shock factor. Um, yeah. And in that sense, I think it was like a really good setup for a thriller. But I think the execution of it wasn't fully there. I had that same reaction when like he he threw Shilpa Shetty off the roof. Because like up until that point, I was kind of like confused a little what was going on. I had so many questions of like, why is he doing this? Like, what is his what is the true story behind why he's like doing all these things putting on this like double double role that's when it like kind of started getting answered you know honestly for its time i don't think the movie was that bad for me because i think like imagining people at that time going to the theaters and being shocked by all these twists and turns like i would be pretty hyped about it i was going through a lot of movies in 1993 just to kind of compare it and there was just like a lot of these movies i don't even like i haven't even heard of from like big actors and whatnot there isn't that many big movies that came out of 1993 I think it's like the first half of the movie, you know, wasn't really going anywhere. It, it was a, it took a while for the movie to build up. Pretty much like after Shilpa Shetty's death, 
that's when the movie started to like pick up but it could have been like maybe like 20 30 minutes shorter first half the movie was just like oh giggles and comedy and nonsense but it didn't have to be like that the tone shifts were very like jarring yeah i I don't know at at that time movies just wanted everything i guess one of my notes though i did write johnny liver goaded honestly always consistent that dude always makes me laugh the story need him no no but he's still great you know his character i wish they would explain a little why he was like so forgetful like (laughs) i know it didn't have anything to do with the plot line but this was just like my curiosity like i was like what exactly happened with this guy that he's so like forgetful Dude was honestly like dealing with something very real the whole time, but nobody paid attention. <laughs> exactly. Like nobody thought maybe we should take him to the doctor or something. <laughs> exactly. Everyone's just like, oh, he's always been like this, uh, you know. And the guy who was working for in the end, he was just like such a shitty person, you know. So that was like that all that whole storyline about like how he stole the business just made me laugh so hard, dude. Like power of attorney, okay. Power of attorney for um, what? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> Made no sense. The signs on the building. What, where's the board of directors? Like, who's calling this all the shots? Matter. Sorry about you guys. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm really interested about the corporate structure of this, like, Jobra Industries, Shema <laughs> Industries. They keep saying, like, oh, we have, like, this big business, bi- business and industry. Business. business but <laughs> they never explain what they actually do. But Dude, I that's know. how it is in all Bollywood movies. Like every time there's a business, like same in Jodi Jodi Jipke Jipke or like Hamsat Sangh. It's just like textiles, garments, like wheels, auto parts, like everything, man. For you guys, for a Bazigar, like was it easy for you guys to look over the plot holes or moments where you're like, wait, why is this happening? Like, for example, at the end when Madan Chopra is going at Shah Rukh Khan Mm -hmm. and the police is standing right there and they just stand there, you know, then he even kills him. They fall off. Shah Rukh Khan crawls from that area to his mother. Police Somebody call an ambulance. Somebody do something, (laughs) you know? By then, I think maybe I was just juiced or something of this, like, cringiness. I'm just like, why is the police just standing there? But I don't know. Did you guys feel the same way? I was going to say, I feel like you were not able. I was like, just based off of the energy of that little rant. I was like, I definitely was not able to get over those plot holes. I think it's so hard to, like, answer from a lens of saying like, oh, it was 30 years ago. It's like, for me, it's really hard to do that because I'm just like, by the standards of movies now, it's just not, yeah, it's just not great. So no, there there were like so many little things that just didn't add up where I was like, what is going on? Like, what is this amounting to? What is the result of this? And will it even be worth it? And it was not worth it in the end. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, the, the plot holes definitely bothered me. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to say it didn't. But that's an interesting conversation in itself is like, do we just forgive that for its era? I think that there were moments in the movie where I was like, yes, like, this is what I want this movie to be. But there weren't enough of those moments. And I just like, it is hard to look past the plot holes for me. Yeah. as well. I think there's like a lot more like what the F notes that I have <laughs> versus like actual like, mm, this is. I think we had a very interesting conversation about right versus wrong for Divar because a movie like that warrants that kind of discussion or like lets you arrive at that place where you're ready to have that discussion. 
with this movie, I did not get there. I like, I feel like if a movie doesn't make me truly think, like, it's not going to be a technically good movie to me. I enjoyed it though. I had a great time. Yeah. And there are also like movies from that time period that are classics and that, you know, still stand up in today's age. So I feel like even if we are looking at it like, oh, it was from that time, it's like, you know, even DDLJ, everyone still watches it. It's like there were movies that were really good that were being made in that decade. I just think this one got a little lost in the sauce. Do you guys think plot holes are, can we blame that on the fact that it was 30 years ago? Or do we say it's poor storytelling when we know that, you know, movies in the 70s had way better storytelling Mm -hmm. than what we even see now, in my Mm -hmm. opinion? I think the director was just trying to do too much and just try to include every element. And that just ended up creating these plot holes. Like, you know, like there was definitely a lot of things in the movie that did not need to be there. The comedic relief. I feel like if it was strictly a thriller movie, it would have been a little more like interesting. I think that aspect you can actually blame to the era. Because I think that time, that was the equation for success is that, you know, love story be a comedy be a gaane bhi honge, dance number bhi hoga. You know, like that you can blame to the fact yeah. that, hey, it was 30 years ago. I, don't know. I completely agree with that. I think that's actually a problem that Bollywood has in general, even to this day. Shalu's favorite movie, Brahmastra, right? Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure, had, sure. Okay, okay. They had to kind of squeeze in a love story in that and then all this when it could have been just a superhero movie, which I, but I completely agree with you, Rishi. I think if it was just a thriller movie, it would be a way better movie. I would be interested, you know how like we're like, oh, Bollywood keeps doing these like remakes, whatever. But I would actually be interested in seeing a remake of this or like even in a series. It weirdly re- reminds me of like of you in the sense that you have this serial killer, but then also kind of feel for him in a way, which is the whole point. And I feel like if they remade this with the concept like of the movie, we kind of sick. Yeah, like every episode you learn a little bit more about his past yeah and then at the end of the season you like learn the whole truth and then it like ends with not like the way it did in this movie but you know something that's more like exciting (laughs) yeah believable yeah can i talk about one of my favorite scenes yes um there it was the birthday party scene dude yes that was the best scene in the movie i think i really love that scene because what it really felt like was just a bunch of aunties and uncles dancing and shilpa shetty was going at it you know, with those like two guys, those two langurs, basically. Also, I saw Raju Srivastava in that. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, like he was in movies way back in the day. I didn't expect to see him in this movie. Like, I didn't realize that he was in movies at, at that time, too. Shout out to Raju Srivastava. Also, Hilarious. like the dresses that they made Shilpa Shetty wear. I think one of the dresses was like this yellow and white satin thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like frilly. And I was like. This is like the stuff I used that my mom used to make me wear when I was like six. Makes sense, right? You're trendy. <laughs> no, but like, I didn't know that like adults were wearing that shit. <laughs> Speaking of costumes, I actually liked his fits mm-hmm. or like the, there was times where he was just wearing a t-shirt and jeans. It fit really well. There was times I was looking at Rishi and I was just like, maybe I we should get this for you. <laughs> um... Is his mom the real villain of this movie? Because he just wanted her attention his entire life. And he did all of this because of that. Mm -hmm. And then she only comes out of her little coma when she sees Madan Chopra and not from the love of her son. 
Yeah. Yeah, dude. Dang. Yeah. That's messed up. Are you blaming her for her coma? <laughs> Is it her fault that she was in a coma? We don't need to blame her. We don't need to call her the villain, but she's kind of the cause of like everything. Like what happened with her is the reason why Shahrukh did what he did. I mean, I think the cause of what he did was the Chopra guy. But what I mean is I think what he was trying to achieve through all of this is like that his mom wake up or like come back to her senses and like be a mom for him finally. He's blaming her for a trauma. <laughs> <laughs> She wakes up from the coma and then she just yells out his name like 50 million times. <laughs> like towards the end, he's like, Madan Chopra! <laughs> Dude, the ending was so much. Shahrukh should have died like 30 minutes before he did. Like when he got shot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like how, how did he not just like bleed out and die? He did. But like, he also so long. That was like 30 minutes of fighting. It felt like it. No, honestly, I think it was might have been like 15 minutes. That scene might have been 15 minutes long. What was the need? Yes. Because he had to die in his mom's arms. It was also a lot more gory than I remembered. Like those shards of glass in the people's faces. Like, yeah. I was like, this is so classic Abbas Mastan. You guys remember the ending of Hamraz? Yeah. Um, <laughs> why do we keep talking about Hamraz? <laughs> we clearly need to watch Hamraz. Yeah, I think Abbas Mustan just they just like gore and like unnecessary gore. Or maybe they bought too much blood and they were like, we have to use this. We have too much ketchup. They're like, ek tanki bhari hui hai, khun ki. <laughs> all of it right now. And then they use different words for coon throughout the whole movie, <laughs> Lagu and all that. It's symbolism. <laughs> okay, guys, I think we need to move on to the next <laughs> Okay, should we move on to Chori Chori Chubby Yes, please. How do we feel about it in general? What a wild movie, dude. I, I the thought it was wild as fuck. Yeah, I thought <laughs> this movie was better than Bazigar. If we're comparing the two, like I was more into the story. There was a little more like emotion to it. There was some stuff I found problematic, but overall, I think what really like got me about this movie where I was just kind of like, oh my God, was the end where Preeti Zinta was just like, I don't want to give you my child. I want your husband. I was like, oh shit. Like, and then she just like, she bitch slaps him. After, oh my God. I was like, that's kind of deserved, but I was just like, how the hell can you do that? Like, damn. But yeah, <laughs> there was more like twists and turns, in my opinion, than this. Like, there was just a lot of more, oh my God, moments for me. I mean, I actually liked this movie when I was a kid, too. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, watching it was more nostalgic. Whereas Bazigar did it wasn't like that for me at all. And so what I really like about this movie is very female centric. I know obviously the theme or the plot asks for that, but it was actually like putting her on a pedestal and stuff. Like how Rishi said that moment where it was like problematic that she said that right away. I mean, yeah, I agree it was problematic, but like, I think also I I appreciated how like everybody was caring for these things or like how women should be taken care of. And that for me always hits like a heartstring for me because I feel like Bollywood doesn't do that well. For me, that's why I really liked that. Do I think this is a great movie? No, but I think for what they were trying to say and I think it's just emotion wise, I think they did a good job. And that's why I enjoyed it. I 
I don't think this movie treats women well. Oh, I agree. I, I like, also. I think that there's just so much of a focus of having a son for the family mm -hmm. oh, that can yeah. carry like the bloodline forward. And I think that's completely disregarding the role of the woman in the situation. And it's also like not just the men that are partaking in that. Rani Mukherjee herself subscribes to it. And in fact, like there's moments where Salman Khan's character is actually like thinking rationally and like saying like, hey, like there's other options and stuff. But she kind of like regresses back to that whole, no, we need to carry your bloodline forward and I can't do that for you. So, yeah, yeah, I just don't think like it hit that for me at all. I agree. I think as a kid, when I watched this, I felt it was like very progressive and granted for its time. Okay, let's see. 2001, I think like they they tried, right? Maybe 50% there. But now like looking at it as an adult. Yeah, like obviously there's like so much pressure for her to even get pregnant, right? Like, you got to have this baby. We can't let people know that you're going to get a surrogate mother because, like, they're from this conservative family. Their status, like, in society. I don't know. Everything was just, like, the pressure is put on the woman and then she also has to carry, like, oh, you know, that she miscarried and or she's having <clears throat> difficulty conceiving and she's not even able to talk about that. Um, and then also... So, you know, when they're in Switzerland and then Rani Mukherjee does her little ploy where she's like, I'm going to let you go back with Salman Khan after going grocery shopping, whatever. Does she give him a drugs? Like what happened there after he has Coke? Like, why is he like feeling kind of like woozy and thinking it's Rani Mukherjee, but it's actually Preeti Zinta? She, she said it was vodka. vodka. Oh, it was vodka. Yeah. Ah. That's what alcohol does, what alcohol does to you, right? It makes you hallucinate. <laughs> I feel like Salman Khan was pimped. Yeah, I was like, this is like, what's going on yeah. here? Like, that dude did not want to do that, but he was totally pressured into doing it. Like, that's so upsetting. Charlotte, what, what do you think about this movie? I mean, I'll give this movie credit for tackling a topic that probably was controversial for 2001, or like in that era, era in general. But yet again, it could have been executed much better. Also, the, I don't think this movie needed any comedic relief. Again, same issue. Yeah. Also, oh, yeah, like, Preeti Zinta's character in, in, in the beginning was so annoying. It's not just, like, a thing with Abbas Mastani movies. Like, the female lead just has to be, like, really annoying. I think that's the nature of, like, female characters of that time in Bollywood. They're not really written to have depth and, like, complexity. I, If anything, I actually would say Preeti Zinta's character is the most complex in the film because she actually has a character progression and like she evolves over the movie whereas Salman Khan is just this like little lamb throughout the whole movie and Rani Mukherjee <laughs> is just like crying. Completely agree with you. Preeti Zinta is the only one that I feel like actually acted in this movie. Yeah. 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 Little mm. lamb. That is so <laughs> perfect. It's so funny. It's true though. Like at first I was like, oh shoot, Salman, you know, he's not the typical obnoxious character that he typically is. Towards the end, I was like, he's barely even reciting his dialogues. <laughs> like, what was his character even? It's like the same character from Hamsad Sate. Like, he wasn't like really doing anything. Like, it's just his bloodline that needs to move forward. But this guy has, has had no agency. He hasn't taken a yeah. single decision in this entire movie. <laughs> he decided just, to get married. 
No, he didn't. Are you kidding me? He was tricked into it. He was emotionally blackmailed into it. Oh, yeah, he was. He was he's either the Hamsatsat the character or just a character that's just too loud. <laughs> There's no in between. Yeah. But he was he was portrayed to be like some god in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I found interesting is like going back to the whole like Nokar crew. In this movie, I liked how they included the Nokar more as family, like as part of the family, rather than mm-hmm. like Fozikur, where they were kind of just like written off, like, oh, you just work for us. It was a very Rajshree vibe in that sense. For sure. Yes. Yeah, this movie gave very... I actually was surprised when you guys said Tori Tori Tupke Tupke because I didn't even know this was an Abbas Bastan movie. I would have not Neither even... I. I was very shocked. Definitely a different role for Ambush Buri. I know we made a point like his family was like very supportive, but I feel like it was too much when it came to Rani Mukherjee and Salman, obviously, right? That was the whole reason they were doing all this is because they were like all up their asses. Literally, when she comes back home from the hospital, they won't stop talking about kids. Yeah. 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 Amrish Buri goes like, okay, nobody's gonna like bother her, okay? And mm-hmm. then they she comes in and they start bothering her. <laughs> Also, like, after the miscarriage and she comes back home and everything, the whole family's like, oh, it's okay, you can just have another kid, like, right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll just, go, I'll just go, like, get pregnant yeah. again. It's so easy, right? Yeah, but, like, like we'll- don't mourn the loss of your child. Like, <laughs> just don't do it. Can just make another one. <laughs> they were they were literally like, Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's just, like, I think why I didn't think it was, like, super problematic in a sense of, like, it's time is because Indian families even now, you know how like openly we would just say like, when are you going to have kids? You know, Mm. like that kind of talk. Oh, yeah. Like it's a total disregard of what needs to happen. Like some people just can't have them and whatever, regardless of what Rani Mukherjee's like situation was, right? And so I think when I was watching it, I just put that stuff to the side because I'm just like, okay, you know, but yeah, like, even just the fact of like Amrish Puri wanting a son, he never said just grandchild. He just said parpota, parpota the entire yeah. time. What did I you mean, guys think about Saman Khan like actually physically doing it with Preeti Zinta? You mean the, you know, Jadu Kijapi, you mean? I mean, I think there was a little more than Jadu Kijapi. Elevated Jadu That's all we saw. Logistically, how did it work? You know, he was also drunk and he's not even into Madhubala. I'm Why like, what the also, why is her name Madhubala? I mean, that's her stripper name. <laughs> why is it always that, like, in Bollywood, they just fuck once and they're already pregnant? <laughs> I was just like, I'm like, yo, ekibar mein bacha ho gaya? But again, that's how powerful I, his sperm is. Yeah. That's why they need to keep his bloodline going. <laughs> oh, God. Like, was that, was that actually their only choice to go that route? It totally wasn't. Like, they didn't want a test tube baby because it would harm the family's reputation. Like, so you're just going to make your husband sleep with someone else? They're lying anyway. So what does it matter? That's why I really did not like this movie. I thought this movie had more plot holes than Buzzy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's really funny, though? When they're supposedly doing it, they just, like, cut to a scene of Rani Mukherjee at church. Rani Mukherjee is smiling and shit. But I appreciated the fact that, like, Salman Khan was just like, hey, don't worry about it. We'll just adopt. It was, like, moments like that where I was just like, oh. I think this is the only movie where Salman Khan is, like, a reasonable person. Bhagwan, I loved his character in that movie. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. 
But yeah, you just don't see him in roles like this that where it's like, I feel like out of everyone involved, him and Preeti Zinta, because it wasn't really like her fault what was happening. They were the only like sane ones in this entire situation. Yeah. My one note for this movie was, well, it's better than Hardil Jo Pyaar Karega. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 100%. 100,000%. When I was watching it, my mom was like, what? Gana ni tha, just na, you know? And I was like, Mama, that's a different movie. And she's like, ah, same actor again. <laughs> like, actually, actually, to that point, what, what I did like about this movie was the music. Yes. Hmm. No? I mean, I don't think you can compare to Baziger in any way, but I would listen to the title track, and I actually did, because it was stuck in my bloody head. And then, like, number one Punjabi. Yeah, I really liked that movie when I was a kid. And like, even now, I'm like, oh, it's kind of a banger. I would probably still dance to this on the dance floor. I like number one Punjabi a lot. Preeti Zinta having, you know, her going towards these, quote-unquote, like, taboo pregnancy movies, like Yaka and then this movie, Salam Namaste. Honestly, also, like, props to her for taking on such characters that may not be accepted by everybody. Yeah, she always did those, like, daring roles that other people might not necessarily take. So, is this movie about a throuple? Yo. A polyamorous relationship? You know, that one song, when all of them were in Switzerland, that was like, oh, like looking for kisses from him and stuff. I was just like, hey, yo, what's going on here? (laughs) That song definitely gives off that vibe. Yeah. Specifically, I remember thinking like Thruple in that scene where they're in the horse carriage, all three of them together. Yeah, it's just like they're all out on like dates together. (laughs) Priyanka's just like, you guys are so unsanskari. How dare you? I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like in both movies i was like forwarding the songs i was like i cannot sit like this and if i ever listen to a song i only listen to it for the first minute or two number one punjabi was the only one i watched end to end because i love that song do you guys like any of the performances in the movie just breathe i've mentioned breathe easier other than that not really Parita Janal is always on point dude she played the same character from ddlj she had the same like (laughs) monologue on like Orto ka ye hota hai, whatever kind <laughs> that's, of. I that's was watching... actually the only role she's ever played you know another actor that was just like out there was his friend was Ajay, like... that was another problematic scene where he just showed up he was like hey i know raj and bria are like out of you know out of the house here let me let me come do this i assault you i was just like so pissed off at his best friend i was like how can you do that as best friend like you're abusing the trust in that friendship i mean i think that was the like one of the more realistic scenes in the movie because oftentimes like the people you know will do this shit yeah yeah, true. yeah. so i feel like yes it's like it was very over the top but that was the style of like a rape scene back then but i think like it was just very realistic like this person could react like this yeah i feel bad for that actor gets beaten up in both movies yeah he's always playing like (laughs) this really sleazy guy i don't not in the first movie though right he's not sleazy in baziger kind of he gives up that vibe okay i was like i can't remember him doing anything. i feel like back then if they showed a character always with a drink in his hand it was like a 
oh, this is not this loose character. Character, yeah, I was gonna say, I'm like, he's a loose character. <laughs> and Dila character. Dila, yeah. Uh, Salman Khan's fake American accent is hilarious. <laughs> I love it. I actually do love it. And like most of the time, he's just like slurring his words, so you can't even understand what he's saying. He's like not enunciating properly. Also, like, what do they do? What's their business? Garments, textiles, and the products. Also, garments and textiles. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? You know, in Welcome, where like Uday Shetty is like listing off the Sanjana companies, like Sanjana Airways, Sanjana Taxis. <laughs> Every Abbas Nastan character or movie, there's always like very wealthy people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was one of the issues I actually had with Bazigar was that like it was just not a compelling story to me that this person wanted to like get back all the wealth that was taken away from him. I mean, I get the revenge for, like, what happened to your family part of it. But, like, the whole, we were so wealthy and then this happened to us. It's just, like, uh, hard to feel bad for someone that, like, that level of wealth, you know? Yeah, I mean, not to go back to Bazigar, but it was also to the point where, like, you know, the father and the daughter dies because they can't mm-hmm. get medicine. But as soon as they die... All of a sudden, this chota bacha is all of a sudden working and can all of a sudden provide medicine for his mom. I was like, why couldn't you do that before? <laughs> Just more notes on Bazigar during Chori Chori <laughs> How do we feel about Basnastan as a director? Because they, they clearly like have a wide range of movies, right? Just going by these two movies itself. We didn't particularly like either. Um, and from other movies, if you could think of the 30 race movies and <laughs> Ajnabi and whatnot. How do we feel about them? I think Abbas Musan is a great duo, um, especially for their time. I just don't think these two movies are a good representation of their talent, I would say. But I mean, the fact that we keep bringing up Humraz, it obviously left an impact on us even after all these years. And I don't know if you guys watched it recently and maybe that's why. But for me, it's been probably 20 years. So I think they're a great director duo it's just unfortunately these movies are probably not their best work even though these movies weren't also complete trash either they did fine or Bazigar at least did really well for its time so it speaks volumes for that time i think all of their movies to me are very iconic um and like their style is very unique and really sets them apart from other filmmakers like you can tell when something is in a basnastan movie um, Chori Chori Chipke Chipke, I think, is like an, an anomaly in that regard. Like, all of their movies are very much like edge of your seat, like what's going to happen mm-hmm. next. And they like, I feel like they've consistently like surprised and shocked people. And I think if you're going to delve into this genre, that's like a really good quality to have. Yeah, technical like aspects of the filmmaking is not great. I think that's definitely true of Hamraz and like probably of Ajnabi too. But for what the movies are trying to do, they do it well. They also have been, I mean, they're still directing, and I think their first movie came out 1985. So they're clearly doing something right where they're still able to, you know, turn out movies. And I'm also looking at the list of their other movies. And I mean, I didn't, I forgot that they directed Etraz. And so I feel like even, you know, even though sometimes the execution isn't that great, like they do really cover like we have mentioned a lot of taboo or sting like stigmatized topics um in these interesting ways which i think contributes to like why people still enjoy the movies that they're putting out 
that's the point I was going to make too. Is like, I feel like they cover things that are not very normal of Bollywood, which is very cool. I don't think they're the best directors though, <laughs> to be honest. The stories are interesting. I'm just going to read their last five movies that they directed. And I want you, I want you to guys to like, tell me how many you actually recognize. So one is Machine. That was the last movie they directed. Second was Kiss Kiss Kopiakuru. And third was Race 2. Then was Players. And then was Race I forgot about players. Players was so bad. Not good. It was trash. But oh. I, I forgot about that movie. Kiss Kiss Kopiakun was the one with Kapil Sharma in it. It's a comedy. Oh movie. yeah. I'm so surprised that they directed that. Machine is that movie with the remake of Two Cheese Birdie Must Must. I never. Oh, I was heard like, of I've never heard of. Yeah, I don't know. I've never sure. heard of that either. But I mean, it looks like hey, Tarzan the Wonder Car. Okay. <laughs> Did not know they did. <laughs> 2008 was when Race came out. And then after that, it just looks like it went downhill. Race, I remember liking. But after that, honestly, only recognized Race 2. <laughs> I don't remember Players. Race 2 was pretty mid. Players was god-awful. Uh, wasn't Neil... N- Nathan Mukesh. His character's name was Spider. Like, that was so bad. <laughs> Why do you remember that? I don't know. <laughs> like, here, his name was Spider. He was like, and he keeps singing that itsy bitsy spider song throughout the movie. What, what do we think their best movie is? They also made 36 Chinatown. Yeah. I love 36 Chinatown. That movie's it's not, funny. It's not a good movie, but I enjoy rewatching it. It's like comforting to watch. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite is Badsha. But mm-hmm. I, do, I also recognize that it may not be like the best movie out of the bunch, but just for sentimental reasons, I choose Badsha. I get that. They're ones that I, that I like as a kid, but now that I look back at it, I'm like, these are none of these are particularly great movies. I need to rewatch yeah. Race because I remember Race being good. Race might have been their technically best. I feel like it's mm-hmm. probably their biggest film. Yeah. I wonder if, if it's still like, if it aged well after 15 years. You know, I'm curious to see. My bet is that like it didn't age well. Yeah, probably. I'm just happy they didn't make Race 3. Oh, yeah. Race 3, I feel like, isn't even in the same like Universe? line as Race 1 and 2. It's just like Salman Khan's shitty like thoughts just put into that movie, pretty much. <laughs> and just Remo D'Souza had to take the fall as director. So did they sell oh, the franchise? Yeah. I, I guess. So. I guess they sold it because I think what Salman kind of produced it, so they probably sold it to him. It said that it was being planned with Saif Ali Khan. Saif Ali Khan went on to do a lot better quality better. stuff. Yeah, I think Saif did okay. Rishi, have you seen Race? No, I have not seen that. I've seen Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Totally different conversation. <laughs> My favorite is Tarzan the Wonder Car. <laughs> I remember, like, it wasn't like super great when it first came out, but as a like just being a kid, I feel like the target market was probably children. I have a very specific memory of watching Tarzan the Wonder Car in Shlok and Priyanka's like upstairs loft area. Oh, you guys had the projector. Yeah, it was part of my childhood. There you yeah. go. I also, I know we briefly talked about Itraz. I thought it was a good movie. Should I have been watching that, considering how old we were when it came out? Probably not. But a very, I I think, like, also, it was in the beginning of Priyanka Chopra's career, and it was a very different role for her. Shalu and I just watched that movie last week. (laughs) We did. Does it not hold up? Um, How did you feel about it, Shalu? Uh, (laughs) Do you really want me to answer this? You'd be as truthful as you can. That was one of the strangest movies I've ever seen in my life. 
Mm. Shalu, um, but have you seen Ajnabi? I watched it last week. Ajnabi and Atraz? Yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> no. Atraz was definitely an interesting movie. That's a very bold character to play. It's something yeah. very, very different. Like, definitely props to Priyanka Chopra for always picking these, like, interesting roles. Oh, she yeah. killed it in that movie. Yeah, she was really good. It wasn't really her voice, but she killed it. Oh, my God. <laughs> they used to do that all the time back in the day, like, dubbing actresses. Was Shilpa Shetty's voice dubbed in Bazigar, or was I just... It was, right? I think it was dubbed. Yeah. Which movie did you guys think was better? Jory, Jory. I, I personally like Bazigar. But that's also because I'm very biased towards Shah Rukh Khan. Mm. It's always back to the same thing. Every episode of this podcast is just like, the main conclusion is that we love Shah Rukh. Yeah, for me, it was Chori Chori. Shreen? Agreed. Chori Chori. Yeah, I'm probably going to go with Chori Chori Chukka Chukka. Hmm. Am I the only Bazigar fan? No, I was, I was going to say Bazigar. And I could have predicted that for you. I didn't love either of these movies. Um, but I just thought the story-wise, I, I was more interested in Bazigar, even though there was a lot of plot holes. I enjoyed watching both movies. Very entertaining. It was definitely a fun watch. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And like, I appreciate all of you guys coming back two episodes in a row. What? what? Whoa. Yeah. I like doing Bollywood homework. 